Welcome to the Spirit for Success podcast with your hosts, Rach Wilson and Therese Tucker. Welcome to another Kick-Ass and Sparkly Letter for your podcast. With me, as always, is the amazingly spectacular, the always super freaking supportive, and I love you, Therese Tucker. <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. You're welcome. Yeah, You're you should friends. see it like the rock. You're welcome. <laughs> Sorry, I've seen way too much Moana. Way too much Moana over there. Wow. Okay, well... um. My darling Rach, let's talk about today's topic. So, and it's such a good one for so many reasons. It's very, I mean, it's omnipresent. It's never going to stop being this way, but we're talking about change. One true fact of life. And I think even more so for, uh, for mothers. I mean, we have to, we're constantly having to adapt to our children who are growing up so fast and they're changing and adapting and they love, love to throw us these extra little challenges along the way. And then we're constantly changing with the landscape of business. So we're juggling a business and then the landscape of relationships. I mean, there is a lot going on there. And if we at any point think that it's always, if that it's going to get into a nice little regular pattern that is predictable, setting yourself up for failure right there. <laughs> it's never going to happen. No, never going to happen guys. Yeah. And to top it all off, um, to add the woo-woo or cosmic element, there's a lot of change going on mm. in the sky right now. Tomorrow, we've got a Mercury retrograde. Everybody loves Mercury retrograde. But then right after that, we have a full moon with a total lunar eclipse. And it's all, all of it is talking about change, major change in our life. So if there's one constant that we need to know about life, change. is that change is inevitable. <laughs> about change um, and and so funny though because you know we experience change hour by hour I mean mm. minute by minute truly in the day it's daytime it's afternoon it's nighttime right right we have a routine that goes with it we're not doing the same thing all day long there's a, so many moving pieces and yet there's so much resistance to this idea of change and almost sometimes it in some cases, when I'm reading for people, uh, anger, <laughs> like downright resentment about change. Um, and this, that attitude alone causes more pain than the actual change itself. You know, so this idea that it could be any other way, um, it can't, it is <laughs> what it is. And, you know, to actually static static behavior something's remaining the same that's actually abnormal uh, especially in the realm of nature it's it's, ab it's an abnormal abnormality if something goes stagnant in nature it's dead like that's why it's stagnant right there is no growth there um, the plant died the tree died the forest died that's you know stagnation if water goes stagnant mm. it becomes a disgusting murky putrid Smudge. pool yes so in nature, uh, stagnation is more unwanted, right, than actual change. Change is very welcome presence in the natural world. Um, and yet somehow we ourselves into believing that we could somehow not be a part of the natural world, right? I mean, this, the resistance or the denial of change, sort of like a trick. And that is the, that is the key. I mean, we, we, if we take that as fact, everything is changing it is constantly changing nothing is ever going to stay the same a change is always going to happen nothing is necessary it doesn't mean that things won't go to plan but how often do you have a plan where everything goes exactly to the plan i'm one who knows this very well it doesn't always go to plan there is detours there is this slight change and that slight change and what ends up happening looks a little different to the original plan but we still get there so if we come in with a belief and an understanding that change is an inevitable. Things are going to change and we need to adapt. Then it comes down to the mindset around how flexible are you in your thinking? How easily are you able to switch and change with what's happening in front of you? And this starts to come into your level of re resilience. I was going to say resistance, not resistance, resilience, your resilience. Um, did you want to add a little bit more to that? Yeah, you know, I want to talk about a little bit maybe about how the mindsets associated when we're resisting to change. 
I think what's happening there is a mindset where you're focusing on the the lack or losing, right? We don't mind change when it's good. Like you get a promotion, (laughs) right? You get a promotion, you get into a relationship, new opportunities. Um, right. When new things happen, we're very excited about it. But if we are saying that we're resistant to change, then we're not recognizing that new is change. Um, and we have a very specific mindset about what change is. And it's usually that it's not the change that we're resistant to. It's the idea of loss, right? The Mm. idea of losing something, of something getting taken away. Um, and again, I would point out that everything in nature is cyclical. So the, the truth is we never really lose, you know, it, it might never be what it was, but we don't lose because as soon as the tide pulls back in into the ocean, right, it's welling back up because it's about to splash back out. So that what you're looking at is, is, uh, the ebb mm. and the flow of life. And I think that really when people say, I don't like change, what they're saying is I don't like the ebb. I do not like <laughs> it when things get pulled out of my life. Um, and usually we, we feel uh, if, if that's the case and the person feels like it's not their choice, mm. not by their choice that this was taken. Right. And we see that a lot with, um, you know, a type personalities, which we are very personally familiar with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we get very fixed on, yeah, this is what I'm achieving. This is what I'm doing. This is what needs to happen in order for every, everything to work out the way that I want it to. And especially a lot of people who do learn manifesting they're, Part of the reason they learn manifesting is to try and control the outcome. <laughs> no, right? Right. <laughs> so, but it's, it's really getting to a place of knowing that no matter what comes, no matter what is thrown in your path, what curveballs show up, that every single one of them provide an opportunity for growth, for good things. Um, it's easy to see the bad things, the, you know, the, the what is, the danger, the... You know, all of the potential hazards and, and things that you may lose through. But the thing that I do believe quite strongly is, and like we talked about, even in the tarot class, the, the, the card of the tower, you know, some things have to be destroyed first in order for the new, the better, the, the more resilient, the stronger to actually be able to come through. And I love to look at these opportunities, these curveballs and these times of dramatic change as those opportunities. Um, but to know that it's okay to feel all the feels. It's okay to feel the loss, the fear, the, the anxiety, the, the frustration, all of that that comes when things suddenly appear to be changing. So feel all that and then come back into that space of alignment, which we talk about a lot. Come back into that space of alignment. Get very clear and quiet and listen to your soul because your soul knows what's going on. It's, it's the part of you that has the fucking map when you don't. <laughs> That's right. And I, and I want to second the statement of let yourself feel what you feel about it because you, you know, I've done this in my past where I've tried to squish down the feelings that felt uncomfortable, that I, I wasn't okay feeling, right? Because they weren't happy feelings or they weren't ease. They were fear. They were frustration or pain or whatever. But the problem with that, when we don't acknowledge that, we try to put on this face of, yeah, I'm cool with change totally cool with change right when we do that to ourselves we are actually not and, and we become less and less authentic and there, there's more and more built up between the space of what's happening to you and how you feel about it to the point where you either explode or implode you know it depends on your personality type with that so if you're not cool with change yet and you're hearing us talk about be cool with change. Don't expect yourself to just switch gears and be like, all right, well, Teresa and Rach said be cool with it because it's part of nature. <laughs> no, chuck your tantrum first. Swear to God. Yes. Have the tantrum. Fight the fight, right? Like demand the universe give, serve justice to you mm-hmm. and stop this from happening. Knowing full well that the whole point of going through those feelings is so that you could let them go. Mm-hmm. Because change offers us so many cool things. So much is being told to you in this moment. And I think maybe that's another thing about change. It's a divine download when we get change and it packs a wallop. It's got a lot of different information is being unpacked there. First of all, 
one of the things we might not realize is we've called the change in. Some things happen and they feel like the universe did it to us, right? Like oh, yeah. I was a little bitch slut. <laughs> yeah, had that. Just walking along and all of a sudden, whoops, right? <laughs> what the hell? Think of, especially if you're a manifester. Yeah, yes. Think about all the time you're out there and you're like, bring me. Bring me the jewels, bring me the goodies, bring me the big experiences, bring me that thing that's going to crack me open and take me to a whole new level. And the more you call it in, the bigger the tidal wave might be <laughs> when it all comes in and hits you. Now, the thing is that we think we know what it's going to look like. You don't. <laughs> I've lost count of how many times these curveballs are coming. I'm going, what the hell? <laughs> right. I'll tell you one thing you do know. Whether you are conscious of it yet or not, you feel it. The winds of change, it's not just a saying. So the winds of change would be these intuitive inklings and nudges and repeated messages to the point where you're like, okay, universe, okay, team, I know, okay. Fine. <laughs> right? Like, focus on one thing, okay? Like, like so child. Do I have to? That's right. We've known all along that the change was coming. We just didn't want to be down with it. Or we thought that it, it would be us who would push the button that says, oh, mm. okay, feed me change now. Now I'm ready. No. No, no because, the, and this is true, especially for people who've become parents, you get this, um, you're never ready. Not once. I don't care how many times you've had kids, you're not ready. Not in the way you think you are. Not, not in the no, way. And they don't come with an owner manual. Every child is fucking different. What works for one doesn't work for another. So when you think you've got it, you don't. No. <laughs> so lucky we love them. Lucky they're cute. It's, you know, the idea of being ready is also one of those things that are, that's hindering us. I mean, the, you get what you can handle. And I truly believe that that is true. Mm. Right. Um, the universe never gives you more than you can handle. I believe that is true. But the idea of being ready for it is something that I would say work on letting that go more than maybe work on calling it in. Because it's coming. <laughs> it's a coming in. That's a given. Don't worry about that. But this idea of, yeah, ready. Exactly. Thanks, Agnes. She just said ready is just an illusion. Absolutely it is. Because how could you be ready for something you've never experienced before? You can't prepare for it. Like this is the beauty of the universe and the way that it works. You cannot prepare for the event that's coming up because the universe knows exactly what event is going to push you outside your comfort zone. It's going to make you let go of what you no longer need if you haven't done it already. Um, it makes you look at things in a different way because you hadn't, yeah. didn't have the circumstances before to have to look at it in this certain light. So everything has a purpose behind it and i think my feeling is to the the intensity of the curveball is the opportunity for massive transformation absolutely. and it, it can be absolutely the most positive thing you ever do um, but you do have to go through and this is the human evolution you have to go through all of the holy crap what if i can't do it what if this doesn't work all of the fears and all of the the pain and all of the, the frustration, you've got to go through all of that because that is part of the process of getting into this place of complete surrender and go, okay, it is what it is now. Now what do I do? And that is a perfect, receptive, open place to be to listen to what is my next step? What is this really about? Because it is, there is always to me a bigger picture. Remind me <laughs> what I, I said that when my next curveball hits. That's right. I'm I'm just reading the comments. Tim saying I call it fly by the seat of my pants. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> mm hmm Yes, very much so. Yes. Sorry, chocolate. Needed chocolate. <laughs> um you know, one of the things that I'm I mean, just the universe tells us this information in so many different ways. More than just through experience, it's everywhere and really deeply studying numerology and tarot. One of the things you learn is that there's, there's always, notice how the numbers go, right? It's always odd, even, odd, even, odd, even. It's never even, 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 odd, you know, which is kind of how we might think about life in our brains. But whenever we hit an odd number, we're off balance, right? So even numbers imply a balanced perspective. Think about this. 
that's right too for there if you were to split it between people there'd be enough evenly spread whenever you hit a an odd number there's an imbalance like right there's standing something on one leg. off it's like standing on one leg but it's like imagine Rachel and I have you know three chocolates who gets the <laughs> Who gets the second piece of chocolate between you us? You've got one. I, I get the chocolate. So. <laughs> no. <laughs> but do you see? We'll even that. that <laughs> even that. <laughs> We're going to rock, paper, scissors for it. I'm going to win. Flip a coin. Two heads. I'm calling heads. <laughs> letting you know now. Um, but so nature shows it to us, right? That it's – we're constantly moving between – balance and imbalance mm -hmm. back to balance back to imbalance so that's something that shows up right there in the tarot cards you know every suit of the the minor arcana when it hits the number five and five is the number of change in the universe anytime you hit five get ready for some change to happen but they're showing these stories in the tarot of like things happening and they're moving and progressing in a great way and boom they hit five and every it's like everything gets knocked over <laughs> it falls down it falls apart uh what they thought it was wasn't there's a big shift that happens and a tool like the tarot is is meant to be a guide for us it's it's meant to help us know that this is just the pattern it will resolve this is not the final moment it's just the next moment and get ready because another wave's gonna come again. And what Rach said before about learning how to flow with it, that really is the secret of moving through life. Like being able to move through life successfully, if you're focused on success, the way to do it is to stay flexible. Mm. Um, and that's why practices like yoga are so important, so good, because when you can achieve flexibility in the body, you achieve flexibility in the mind. If you can achieve flexibility in the mind, you can, it'll reflect in your body as well. And this is true. Like you can actually see people, like you can test their hand strength and you know, the, the less flexible they are mentally, the less flexible they are physically. And the beauty, so she's like testing. <laughs> I saw that. You were like, wait, what? <laughs> fingers don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of double jointed there, so that's a right, bitch. <laughs> little trick. <laughs> I work on that. This is such a great way, though, because if you can get there, that's the cool. That's another like secret the universe is trying to tell you. You don't have to work so hard. If you can't do it in the mind first, do it in the body first, and mm. then it will reflect in the mind. If you can't do it in the body first, do it in the mind first, and it'll reflect in the body. That's so. It's such a cool trick. But when you really like understand that flexibility allows you to move through any situation like a duck in water, right? It's mm -hmm. just like, whoo, 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 change is happening. Cool. I'm just going to go with that. If the wind is blowing me left, I'm just going to go left and stop being dead set on going right. Mm -hmm. um, you got to trust that that wind is your higher self. Going, no, 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 honey. <laughs> You're going left because all that good stuff you've been asking about, that's over there. Right? And it's, it, again, doesn't always look like what we think it's supposed to look like. So tricky. I'm just looking at all the comments. Look how many. Everybody understands this curveball and adaptation. Everybody understands it. Tim's making some good jokes about about having the one arm, so he's odd. <laughs> we love that about you. Well, that means that it's easier to go with the flow because mm -hmm. when when the universe takes you off balance, it's easier if you can handle being off balance. Mm -hmm. Going back into balance is a breeze. Right, it is so easy. I think it's a big thing for um, you know, mumpreneurs if they're ever going to be really successful is to get very comfortable with um, uncertainty, with things not you know. Have a plan by all means, but we know even in the day, just trying to get a toddler to do what you want him to do, it's, it sometimes <laughs> feels like working. It feels like you're working against the universe, right? So knowing oh that, knowing that, I, I've certainly noticed with Jackson, he's not a regular toddler. Um, you've got to often work with them. You've got to find a way to get on their level so that you're not trying to push against the tide. You're actually working with the tide and then slowly moving together. And, you know, that's an art in itself. And then if you think about that 
in within your business, it's the same thing. Sometimes when we find ourselves pushing against our business and trying to force things to happen, that's actually counterintuitive. It's when we start to go, right, what's it really trying to push me towards? Let's just be open to where that's going. And it's almost like you then follow the, follow the flow. And I've heard that said a number of times, but it's, it's even more important. If we're going to succeed as mumpreneurs, as entrepreneurs, as parents, we do have to look for where the flow, where is it going to be the easiest rather than pushing and exerting so much energy, time and creating so much frustration within ourselves. Where's the flow? And I can tell you where the flow isn't. It's where you're shooting on yourself. <laughs> I, caught, I caught myself shooting hard today about the things I should do. I was actually caught up, which is very rare. <laughs> That's a very rare occurrence as a mompreneur. To be caught up on anything, it feels odd. Like I'm usually catching up, not caught up. <laughs> and the desire to relax kicked in, like to really relax. And it was interesting because the, the thought that kicked in is you can't relax. It's Wednesday. It's a work day. Oh. If you're not working, then you're not... Um, then you're just being lazy. Mm. Now you're just a stay at home, you know, you're just doing the stay at home thing and you know, you'll never catch up with your bills if you relax, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And that kind of stuff is shooting super hard, right? Like this is how I have to behave on a certain day. And again, that might be a type A mindset and it probably just for sometimes has led to a certain amount of success because it shows discipline. It shows um, repetition of behaviors, right? Shows that you're being mentally responsible. However, there was no, what I had to look at, what I had to step back and do is go, whoa, wow, why am I saying that? Did I miss something? Am I not prioritizing? Is, is something left undone? And the true answer was no. Everything was fine. I just didn't feel comfortable mm. allowing myself to take a break. Wow. Take the break. Have the wine. <laughs> Play outside. I did. I did all those things. I had to like Go let stop. myself. Hey, friend. <laughs> exactly. But the thing is, even when you know better, you're still going to do this. You're still going to have these moments where you resist the flow because something in your head, always your head, is going to tell you that um, there's a right way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's another red flag, right way. You have to, you know, it's, it's not so much stopping these thoughts, it's questioning them that is so important. Mm. Why? Why is Who's that it? the right way? Exactly. Mm. Who said? What, you know, is a SWAT team going to bust down <laughs> my door and be like, totally. you're sitting on the couch. <laughs> That's Get it. off that couch. Get off your ass. Give me 20. Yeah, right. Not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> but it is, we act, it's almost like we act like that it's going to happen or, you know, some authority figure is going to come through the door and say, you've been a bad girl. Get up off your, off your, yeah, off your ass and do X, Y, Z, blah, 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 blah not going to happen at all in our heads. Right. And, you know, perhaps we think that if we can control our behavior, we can control change. And that's just, it, it, they're not it's another compatible. Illusion. <laughs> it's not compatible. It's two different events happening. Mm -hmm. um, you could be a person who is apparently lazy and things just flow for you. And you could be a person who is very regimented working their ass off and things just don't seem to flow for you. Yeah, um, we've talked so a lot they're about not that. two in the same. No, it comes down to how you feel. And we talk a lot about this, you know, if you can feel in flow, if you can feel the ease and grace and connect in with your soul and listen for the inspired action, not just do action, 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 then you could very well create uh, or produce huge amounts of income or whatever. Um, versus doing stupid amounts of action and, and being disciplined and doing all the things, all the things you think you should be doing. But if your feeling space is not ease and grace, if your feeling space is not abundance, then it's not going to work. It just won't work. Right. And, I, and I'm not knocking discipline. I love discipline. Oh, no. And it's actually part of my own path. I don't know if you ever saw that book. It was out in like the 90s. It was like called the... Path of Destiny, I think, is the name of the book. And you look it up by birthday and you get to see what your path of destiny is. 
And I was, you know, there are some really cool paths out there. Mine was the path of discipline. And I was like, motherfucker, <laughs> of all the paths, what? <laughs> they couldn't have been my path. I would have been in denial. Uh, I went, no. Well, the here to learn discipline, right? That's the mm-hmm. destiny. <laughs> it's not about, you know, you woke up like this. I didn't wake up like that. But I've learned to really appreciate discipline because mm. discipline, another name for it is the path of mastery. Yes. So discipline does give you something amazing. The idea here, though, is not attaching. Um, there's no trait, meaning you could be very disciplined and life will still toss you on your ass because they're not one in the same behaviors. Mm-hmm. So recognizing that and understanding that it really is about um, getting in there, observing the thoughts and asking them questions. See, we so many times we don't think we can question our thoughts. We can and we should. We absolutely should talk to our thoughts and question it. Where did you come up with this idea? I'm just curious <laughs> that, you know, if you sit down, like the house will catch on fire. Where does this come yeah. from, right? And as I mean, the TV show that happened once, that's not true. Right? As you dig a little and ask these questions, why is that thought there? You'll get down to the basis of it. And you, many times it's about fear. It's about, mm-hmm. uh, can be about lack. It can be about loss. It can be about so many different um, variables as to where you came up with the reason why to do this. And we know that the place we don't want to be operating from is fear because then you're just creating more or you're reaffirming it. You know, you're telling your fear that it's right. And then you are training yourself to behave from a place of fear versus getting down to the bottom of it and being like, Oh, I'm just afraid. Okay, cool. I'm going to watch you know some iron chef on netflix (laughs) (laughs) and then it's you know we've talked about all of that and the way through change the way to adapt the way to be resilient is you know we talked about it feel the feels first because once they're out of the way it's a lot easier to do this and then it is to get quiet it is to get still it is to get out of your head and bring all of your awareness down into your heart and soul and just sit there until the answers come. I've been doing that a lot more recently and the answers don't come straight away. My brain wants the answers to come straight away. But I keep hearing, shh, just sit. Okay, I'll just sit. Are we there yet? No, just shh, just sit. Okay. And as I surrender and relax into that and just be, then the answers start to come. I start to get information about what's really going on or guidance as to what the next step is or I get clarity around what is truly aligned for my heart and soul when you're in your head there's too much junk going on too much fear-based stuff too much what if that you can't actually get clarity on what is right for you up here too much clutter the only way you're going to get true clarity around what you are personally and solely aligned to is to get quiet come down into your soul and listen and feel for the alignment and then trust because sometimes that alignment doesn't match with the picture in your head. <laughs> it's a completely different plan and that's okay. It's learning to trust the soul's guidance because inevitably it's got the, it's got the map. It knows exactly which way to go, what you need most and what is going to lead you to being the person that you really want to be or living a life that you truly want to live because it's the, that's where it is. That's where you get the information. Yeah, and this is a really important practice to develop because more and more in this world, we're going to find um, that what works for you, and we've said this, so many people have said this, but what works for you doesn't always work for someone else and what works for them doesn't work for you. And the deeper you go into this life, the more you're going to see that. And the, the sooner you can make peace with that and recognize that your soul map and your perspective on life are very unique like a you know like a fingerprint um and so what works for your best friend might not work for you and and it's very you know we live in a society that wants us to conform it wants us to follow the formula that there it wants us to believe that there is a right way to behave or believe or act 
and that that's the formula we should follow. And it's not just one, right? There's a, there's a hierarchy of formulas out there. And just like there's all these, like, it's like a different avatar, right? Who you want to mm. be, the, the punk rock person, the practical person, the woo-woo person, the spiritual person, right? Like the, the really responsible one, the partier, right? There's like these weird social hierarchies that, that um, formulas that we're being asked to follow. And we try to plug ourselves in. And it's interesting because you might try to plug yourself into one and kind of fit, but you're kind of like a puzzle piece that just, it just, not quite. All, right. You're almost, it's just one sliver is like too big, right? And it's like, <laughs> don't fit it. into this box. And more and more, uh, the more conscious we become as a unity consciousness, the more everybody is awake, right? The more we realize that there, there's no box for mm. you. There is just you. And then there is just what you know to be true and the thing that works for you. And so we do try so hard to help each other, right? Here's my formula. I figured it out. And you try to gift it to someone else. And that's, it's slightly dangerous. It's with the intention of being helpful. This is why it can be slightly dangerous. One, you hand it to someone else and it doesn't work for them. And their feedback to you is this doesn't work, which makes you doubt yourself more. Right. And then the other idea is that you've got it right and they've got it wrong. Mm. It just doesn't work like that. It's so individual and personal. But a way into knowing that formula, your personal formula is spending time with yourself, with your higher self, that meditation. I mean, that is something. There are plenty of tools out in the world that help us drop into this center of knowing. We just have to find the one that gets us in there. And from that place, then you know what's going to work for you, right? It gets you out of your head, out of the idea of the right way to do it, and more into uh, your way, which starts to look like this. It's like you're at a grocery store, your little shopping cart, and you are now shopping the universe for all the different, you are like creating a, a recipe, if you will, that works for you, where you take this person's idea and you mix it with this person's idea, and then you mix it with a little of that technique and throw a little of this in the mix, and pretty soon you've got something that works for you really well. Um, and it helps you move through change, and it helps you recognize your soul's voice, and it helps you know truth when you hear it for you, and it helps you let go of needing other people to validate your choice. Right, and suddenly you're feeling more centered and whole and absolutely okay with what you're choosing. And then we're living from a, a totally different space, right? We're not worried about um, these problems that, that no longer exist when we start to learn our formula. So getting into that place to kind of tie it all back, we do, we, we need to get in there and find out what's going to work for us, right? And what discipline is for me versus what that is for Rach. And so on and so forth. Like, just crack that whole thing open. It's, <laughs> I just, I'm looking at Rachel's face. I can see, tell that I've taken her down the rabbit hole because she's just like, mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> down the rabbit hole we go. 88%. That's right. This is, it's interesting because this is where my personal journey is right now, is really are the messages I keep getting back from my team. And when I channel is about the idea of um, perspective and a unique path. It's just, you know, it's, it's a hair's breadth different maybe from someone else's, but it's just different enough to make it kind of like a signature. And we know this. We know that our soul is an energetic signature and that the source energy that runs through the soul, that's the, the oneness, the connection. So it's interesting because we need to honor this place of the oneness as well as the signature, which is just slightly different. Mm. And that, to add to that, um, sometimes our soul's whisper, our direction is completely opposite to what seems the most logical, rational choice. And there is a period of time where, you know, we're human. We have to process that. We have to come into acceptance of that and know that, you know, sometimes these curveballs and choices, while you're making a soul's choice, is not just irrational or illogical to you, but it also is not the rational or logical choice based on those you love or the people around you. 
So part of the, the journey is to listen to your soul's voice. It is to choose to trust your soul. Go away. Um, and at the same time, know that you have the tools, you have the, you know, it's perfectly divinely created and allow the people around you to go through their process, go through, allow them to have their perspective. Go away. I am busy. <laughs> I is busy. <laughs> Somebody really wants it. Anyway, so allow, allow the people around you as you're making these soul choices to, to have their opinion, to have their perspective and know that the, the still the right decision for you is what is completely aligned for your soul. That's right. That's why it's, I was advising earlier that it, you should be careful with saying I found the answer. Not because you didn't, you did. But the more input, you know, the more you put it out there, the more input is going to happen. You got to be in a strong place strong. Yeah. inside of yourself and know that this is right for you, right? Like you got to keep, it's like that thing where you just like, you feel it. It's a resonant. It's like a... <clears throat> plucking a guitar string and you know the guitar string is weak when it's like boring you know when it's very loose but when you pluck it it's like that's it it's that same feeling so finding the resonance inside of yourself and know as soon as it goes out of you that you're going to get feedback now who gets to have the loudest voice in your head mm -hmm. just because you understand that concept doesn't necessarily mean you're um going to apply it because that's a very scary thing. I mean, there's a lot of emphasis put on knowledge, right? Like external knowledge. Well, I have this many years experience or I've been certified in Kuganjuga, you know, and so <laughs> therefore, <laughs> therefore Not I know little. more <laughs> than you, right? It's very tempting to um, get caught up in being insecure in your own voice, especially in the beginning when you haven't been practicing listening to it mm. or so listening to your soul just for the sake of listening to our soul i know in my in my youth i would listen to my soul when i felt like it was really important and it was mm -hmm. like go time and then i needed advice but it also didn't develop a trust right i didn't know if i was getting my soul or not didn't know if i had that on the other end of the line and i didn't always follow the advice that i got internally because mm -hmm. of that so yeah, it's really important it. to, to practice it when it's not dire straits, right? When it's not do or die time. Yeah, that's a very it. good point. Yeah. And this is something, I mean, I now really consult my soul. I really sit down and listen um, and have been doing for, for quite some time more and more as life goes on. But if, you know, as curveballs were hitting, I used to go straight for my brain. My brain would then go, right, I need to plan. I need to come up with a new strategy or a new this. I need to, you know, account for that or yeah, so the adaptation was very much a mental thing. It didn't mean that I always made the right choice because I was going with the logical choice. I wasn't listening to my soul. And not that I wasn't listening to it because the information would come through, but I wasn't actively listening and I was not definitely not trusting it. And the more time I, more time I sit there and I listen, the more information I get, the more I trust the information, the stronger the, the voice is. I can hear it much more clearly now and a lot easier. So now as these bigger curveballs come up and the things change so much quicker, I'm able to sit with that, listen to that, get the information, know what I need to do next. It doesn't necessarily mean that taking that step and trusting it doesn't come with fear. That is part of the experience. But trust, the feel the fear and do it anyway because your soul knows. It knows exactly what is the best and highest path for you. I don't know if we ever can get rid of the feeling of risk, which mm -mm. sometimes is how fear can show yeah. show up. It's like a sense of risk, like I'm taking a risk. I don't know if that's something we ever get to get over. I think maybe people who have really mastered, like I'm thinking like Buddha Jesus type mastery. I think those people can, can probably go, yep, it's all good. <laughs> Not a problem. Some, yeah, yeah. You know, well, yeah. even in the Buddha story, he talks about being tempted by, mm. you know, in Jesus too, the 40 days and 40 That's nights, true. but he yeah. talks about these temptations coming and asking for help. Mm. They, didn't, they weren't in it alone, which is another misconception is, you know, like it was Buddha's mother who came to him and could see that he was in earnest and that his soul was pure. And so she also helped him. 
um, you know, and Jesus having God as his father, <laughs> kind of as we all do, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, so the idea here is there was risk. They all, everybody's got risk. Even Jesus and Buddha yep. had risk. Um, yep. So yeah, I don't think question. we get to bypass part of the that. human experience. I think if we think about it as a pure spirit being, we're totally completely hundred percent aligned with all spirit, but because we are, you know, duality, we're in a physical universe. We have a physical body, which comes with chemicals and, um, you know, wiring that is wired to feel and see the reality and try to perceive what's reality. So I think just in that alone, by having this duality of spirit and, and the physical, um, fear and the emotions it's it's part of the package it's just part of the experience and that's that's the game is to see through the illusion to know what the truth is and still choose the truth absolutely did anybody got questions because we, we're getting on in time think, here so we should really open up for questions yeah i need to go back and look because i do think i've seen some questions coming in people are very <laughs> smart and posting them early smart people get to know the routines but like Jax he started to work out when he gets to go to um bath time awesome Agnes is moderating an event tomorrow for the first time awesome job Yay. what's reality exactly what is reality it's all perception highly it's highly individualized actually um I was listening to someone who was speaking uh, to this morning, someone I enjoy listening to who channels as well. And she was saying the same thing. She was saying that, you know, it, it, here's, I'll, I'll throw you out there for a quantum loop for a second. We live in such a specifically unique uh, reality to each of us that I could have an experience where somebody, a personality, let's say, who's out there that is speaking is someone I know, like, and trust. And in my timeline, they are no they are to be known, liked, and trusted because what I'm experiencing is true versus somebody who could be sharing the same air as me on a slightly different vibrational timeline where that person is the scammer. Mm. Now that that blows my mind. That's just something that it's starting to come into our consciousness and it's a really big thought to hold. How could I possibly be experiencing the uh, the right reality or a different reality is someone right next to me but it's i keep seeing this more and more i remember when the team told us about this years ago i was like you're trying to break my brain that's not possible how can we all coexist and be experiencing different timelines but it's very possible we already do it um which is how some people could be could appear to be having you know, an amazing time while other people are not, right? It's mm. and all the variations in between. Just to put that out there. That's the kind of crazy quantum because of the it's also has to do with what we're observing about it. And that's yeah, something perception. that it's the observer effect in quantum physics. How could you not change reality for yourself if you're observe if you are projecting something onto it and I'm projecting something different. So it makes sense, and at the same reality time, reality is subjective. It, it, but at the same time, it also can break your brain if you try to figure it out. Okay, speaking about parenthood, mm -hmm. uh, when you become a mother in society, do you feel that you are perceived differently? Yes. Doesn't mean it's good or bad, differently. But there is, there is a perception. Um, well, it's, it's another label, realistically. It's another label that we we associate with with people but it also then becomes a label where we can go you know, as a mother if i know another mother that i know that that person has had certain experiences that are common to my own not all of them but they've got common struggles common thoughts common um you know challenges that happen on a daily basis with kids so the you know you do i look um yeah you know, and then we look at as a mother we look at single people and we go oh geez i, I sometimes it's like Oh, I remember what that was like. And then some people will go, oh man, I miss being single. Others will go, damn, I love, I'm so glad I've got my family. So yeah, I think they look, I think people do look at you differently or perceive you differently as a mother, but I don't think that is a unique thing. I think we all perceive people in um, differently based on the label that we give them. That's the way we judge 
you know, whether or not they had something in common with us or not. If that makes sense. You know, and, and more than how, uh, I'm more focused on how I perceive things differently as a mother, more than how society focuses on me, because I see everything through the eyes of, um, my children. Is this safe? Like something I didn't care about before, like watching certain movies, for example, it's a small thing, but as a person who didn't have kids, you know, I'd be more interested in the storyline or what the director was trying to say. And now I'm like, is this appropriate for my family? Like, I, now I have to explain some stupid, stupid show like Glee to my daughter and explain that that's not high school. <laughs> <laughs> because I chose to watch that show while I ate dinner. And she was like, is this what high school work? And I'm like, oh my God, as through the eyes of a seven-year-old, I now see the world. And I'm like, no, <laughs> you know, so it. I, I, it changes you. Mm, <laughs> and it does. I stop, and honestly, because I have something else to focus on, I care less about what society thinks anyway. So, I mean, they might perceive me different, but I hardly notice. I'm kind of busy. And and same with dad too. Can to get clear about it and don't care. That's right. When that smell walks walks by and you're in public, you have to check and make sure it's if it's your kid or not. Because yeah. that poo is on you. <laughs> right. It's just, that should be a meme. That poo is on me. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, that's I guess that's one of the gifts that parenthood gives us is that we focus completely differently I because we does. It changes the way we see the world. It changes the way we experience love. It changes the way we, um, it changes well, and it, our it, gratitude for things. Like it has changed so much. Changes how you behave because someone's imitating you a lot. Changes the way you say the F word. You start saying the <laughs> F word. <laughs> right. <laughs> or as my son. So I guess my husband was trying to figure out which one of us was saying it. It's Mark, but he sometimes goes, damn it. Like when something breaks or, or he burns himself he says damn it so now our three-year-old is like damn it <laughs> we're just like oh, but it's so cute <laughs> damn it damn it poopy head daddy <laughs> like yeah but see yeah exactly that's just your your mind is totally focused differently on mm. just all the the new things that you weren't paying attention to your mind totally gets a new filter mm-hmm. absolutely okay so let's see um Erica says, been feeling spirits in my home. Is it my mother or someone else? Um, so to Erica, I would say, first of all, how does it feel? If it feels good, it's definitely someone you know. If it feels like, get out of my home, stranger, that's somebody else. I'm going to go with, it's probably your mom because you don't... <laughs> That's the first, if that's your first impression. Mm, that was what I got. Yeah. Yeah. If usually when we feel someone else, uh, we get a, a sensation like some, you know, that feeling you get when a stranger knocks at your door and you're like, well, what was that? Like who, who, who's here? here. That's the feeling we get. It's like, Oh, you know, somebody's looking at me, that kind of feeling <laughs> that happens when we've got, um, unusual spirit activity mm. yeah uh let's see oh yeah meditation getting heart centered really helps helps yes yes i'll do that feeling more love okay let's see you might need your glasses tim says <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying tim says uh funny as humans we put ourselves and others into certain boxes pigeon I'm learning to try not do that, judge others, pigeonholing them, just letting them be who they are as a creative being uh, who is on their own path and that it is okay that that path, that the path I am on is okay also. Absolutely. Question. I'm tapping into surrender, trust space, and I am ready. I'm dropping the idea of control, trusting my voice. Tomorrow is my first event speaking and I am not ready in um, the ready sense. May I ask for a card with a message? Let's see. Awesome. I got some cards right here. So one of the things with speaking is remember that you know your shit. 
you know your stuff. And I, for me, I just had like dot points. Don't, don't worry about trying to get it perfect. Trust that whatever you're saying and the way that you say it is actually how it's meant to come out. And the more you can step into that, that space, you'll actually end up channeling some of the information as it comes through. So it's just really about getting centred, but then you get the card. It's talking. It's talking to you about having faith, mm. um, and seeking the oneness with all there is. So that's the message I'm getting for you: is that they want you to, you know, we so many times think we have to do this by ourselves, and honestly, this is an opportunity to be a channel. Any creative act is. Anytime we need the assistance, you can simply ask for someone to come forward who is a master speaker or um, who is a master at patience or someone who can help you be centered and calm, calling forward your team and spirit, asking it to come through you. Um, when I used to act on stage right before going on stage, I would imagine that I had masters in acting coming forward with me and I would put myself in a giant pink bubble. And this was something I did at a very young age, only later to understand that I was actually doing <laughs> what I needed to do to, to call forward the, the energy required to do that task. So what you want to think about is what would you like to be present? You know, what, what qualities in yourself would you like to be present? Call them in. Call in those who have mastered that. That's an energy and then seal it into your energy. So like creating that bubble around you. And then from there on, it's having faith that you did it and trusting that process. Beautiful. Okay, Erica's saying comfort. Yeah, that's your mom. Yeah, perfect. It's your mom. Yay. <laughs> well, have you got any more questions or shall we wrap up for today? No, that, that was the end of it. Angus says, thank you, Rach. You're welcome. And you've got this. You've got this. Totally got this. Awesome. All right. So until next time, relax. We got this. We already said that. But you do. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> we got it. Thanks for listening to the show. To learn more about Rach and Therese and all of our awesome offerings, go to spirit4success.com or find us on Facebook. In fact, why not join our kick-ass and sparkly group, Kick-Ass and Sparkly Lady Paneurs Unite. Until next time, relax. We got this.